Hey everybody, this is Matt. And Nicole. On this episode of After the Kid Goes Down, we're going to watch the Multiverse of Madness. Let's go! times i need to actually record you opening the beer because you look ridiculous when you do it mixed breed what are you drinking i am drinking make one of mixed breeds manufactured controversy oh i I I like those yeah and i think i believe the manufactured line it's always manufactured something is their experimental one so it's always different is it the same like strain (laughs) that sounds stupid but like is it always a different beer, or is it the same always, beer, but with, like, slightly different? Like, are they messing with the recipe for a single beer? I don't know. To be honest with you, we could, ask, we could ask him next time we're there. My understanding, they're almost always IPAs. My understanding is usually when a brewery does that, it's a rotating beer, so it could be anything. They're just experimenting. But usually there's some version of a hazy IPA with different hops or whatever. So. I'm drinking um, Cactus. It's a double IPA by Tilted Barn Brewery in Rhode Island. And it is... Oh, no, it's not called Cactus. Maybe it's called Raise the Barn. I don't know. There's two names here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Cactus. That's what I looked up. It's 8.5% and it goes out one sip and she's hammered. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, so good that I'm, like, gulping it, which is bad. Remember when I hated IPAs? I do. And now we drink them a lot. Oh, my God. It doesn't I help. could, like, I could drink this with a straw. Yeah. It doesn't help that we have a brewery down the road. So it's like, there's breweries everywhere. It does help. But having one it nearby helps is, a lot. Yeah. Again, if you mention us at Mixed Breed, by the way, you get 5% off your tab. So how are you feeling? Like, another Marvel movie. What is this cycle now? What is it called? I think this is Go phase... Go ahead, nerd out. I think this is phase four, I believe. What was phase three? So phase one, two, and three was the whole Infinity Stones arc, right? So phase one was the introduction introduction of the Avengers, and then I think I think it ends with the first Avengers. Then you have phase two, which is like all the in betweens, and phase three is like everything leading up to the movies, like three or four movies leading up to Infinity War, and then Endgame. Endgame ends the Infinity Stones arc, and then I think the miniseries, the three miniseries there. That we recently watched, Loki, WandaVision. WandaVision, and Falcon and Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier yeah. are like the bridge to phase four. I think the new Spider-Man, well, the last two Spider-Mans were in phase four because Far From Home takes place right after Endgame. And then No Way Home, the most recent one, takes place like a couple- Is like, Eternals part of this? I think Eternals is part of this one, yep. Because any any movie that was released after Endgame is part of this. So I mean, ultimately, is it like are things going to get so timey wimey wibbly wobbly that the Eternals have to like step in? Is that what we're thinking? I mean, I don't know. Maybe because every like Loki deals with time. Yep. Wanda Vision deals with like a warped sense of time and yep. reality. I don't know how much it's going to link to this one. Um, I would assume quite a bit. A little bit, yeah. I mean, Doctor Strange is in No Way Home, but he's really only in the beginning and in the end. 
but like you said, because so many of this phase have dealt with time and multiverse, and obviously this is the multiverse of madness, this is clearly a theme through this part of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. But my understanding about this is this one's like a flat, this one is a horror film. Yeah, I've been reading that. Are you excited about that? Are you? Sure. You're not a big horror person. No, I'm not a big, I mean, I'm, I'm starting to like it, I guess, a little bit more. You've made me watch three whole movies, and we've got like four or five more in the lineup for this year. Uh, I mean, sure. I'm, I'm like really interested in seeing like what does a. Mo- <sighs> You're Sorry. so gross. Sorry, go ahead. You're very interested to see what? It's just such a good beer. Go ahead. Uh, what? Yeah. I'm interested to see like what does like a Marvel horror look like. Yeah. Like that's I'm like more I'm like intrigued more than anything else. Yeah, I like I would what agree. What are they what are they gonna classify as horror? Well that's that's Is the, it really gonna be scary or is it just gonna be like Marvel? Well, it's directed by Sam Raimi, who's got a horror which background. Is promising. Yes, yeah. which is promising. I mean, I like Drag Me to Hell, obviously the original Spider Man's, um, but Sam Raimi comes from like a B rate horror background. So I'm excited to see a movie directed by him. I like that the Marvel that Kevin Feige, Feige, whatever his name is, Feige, is, I think, is like ex- kind of experimenting with directors. Like Eternals was directed by uh, what's her face there. She's yeah. like a big time, really legit director. It's not like he's hiring. Like yeah, she just won an Oscar, didn't yeah. she? or last year yeah. for um, God, I can't remember her name right now, but she won for Nomadland. Nomadland. Yeah. So it's not like they're just finding action directors and doing them. You know, Sam Raimi, Chloe Zhao. Yeah. Sam Raimi's a big, you know, pretty big name. He's like, I like that they're like experimenting with the types of movies. Even WandaVision was like different. Yeah. You know? Now, don't get me wrong. They all it's probably. It's still Marvel, though. Yeah. They're all still Marvel. It's just like, I hope one of these directors like pulls a John Carpenter. <laughs> well, I know that. You know what I mean? Like a big trouble in little China. Like, yes. Do this for us. And like, all right, but sure. I'm going to like. I'm going to do it, in but in a way, way that kind of pokes fun of it type yeah. of thing. Yeah, I mean, I know that so far on the film Twitterverse, there's been split reactions to this. On Letterboxd, I saw one review that was only two stars and another review that was like four and a half stars. Yeah, yeah. so I really don't know what to expect. I know that the thing I keep seeing on Twitter is that there's no cameos. You know how Marvel always has like, they always they just have these cameos or they have like a hint towards some other superhero. I guess there isn't a lot of that in this. I know she's in it, right? Wanda's in it, which I'm excited about. Yeah, as the Scarlet Witch, right? Yes. And she's awesome. So, um She was just she was, that like WandaVision was like genius. <laughs> genius? Yeah, I think it was so good. You weren't a fan of Doctor Strange, the movie. I didn't watch Doctor Strange the movie. I still haven't seen it. What? Yeah. It was one of the ones I skipped. So what do you know about the character besides what's in the Avengers movies? Only what's in the Avengers movies. <sighs> I mean, that's enough, though. Like, I don't need to know anything else. You I might know need that, like, to, though. Like, do you know what he does? Like, what his thing is? That he's, like, part of, like, a group of people that, like, protect facets of the universe. Yeah. So, like, you don't need to know anything else. Okay. It's, like, it's fine. All right. Don't try and mansplain shit to me because I missed one fucking movie uh, not, in a fucking that, forty movie lineup. How's that, that mansplaining? Gonna, like all exposition. How is that mansplaining? Don't, just don't. I'm not mansplaining. <laughs> I'm just making sure you know who the goddamn main character is. I do. Okay, you explain again. It there's been well. forty 
70 fucking Marvel movies. Yeah. A lot of people don't like the Doctor Strange movie. I liked it. I like I, him. There's a lot of controversy about it because they cast a white character as in Tilda Swinton's role. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I know people that just don't don't think it's, it's a good Marvel movie. You thought it was funny, right? Yeah, I thought it was funny. I thought Benedict Cumberbatch is good. I thought, you know, the Doctor Strange character, I really enjoy it. I would also argue he's like the second most powerful Avenger. Because um, oh, he, yeah. he can do like anything. I'm excited. Because uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I just like, uh, I like, like, I like these movies, but I'm also like just kind of exhausted. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know if they're losing their steam. Like, I'm I, like, I'm like, reach. They're, they're not because they like, well, I guess a lot of people didn't really like Eternals. I thought it was fine. I liked Eternals because um, it was different. The I sh- mean, I'll like anything that you put Angelina Jolie in, so it's like fine. But the shows have been a nice change of pace for them. I think doing that was smart on their part. Yeah, I'm thinking that it, like I'm not I'm not thinking this is going to be bad by like any means. It's probably going to be like, what it needs to be medium plus. Yeah, you know, like they all are like better than average. Yep. Um, I feel like, but the mo- also like I'm kind of like reaching like superhero burnout. Yeah. Well, we also binged them hard, like during pandemic. Yeah, because not during the pandemic. I don't remember when you made me watch all of them, but it was. Yeah, because we watched Endgame in friggin' Nashville on like the only other vacation that we've ever had together. That was also during the NFL draft. Besides our honeymoon, what? That was also during the NFL draft. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking you to Nashville. By the way, the NFL draft is happening. (laughs) And we have to go see Endgame. It was great. It was a great it was a vacation. Wonderful. No, it really was a wonderful vacation. Nashville's but. a great town, especially <laughs> when the draft is there. Um, so we'll see what this is like. I feel like Marvel movies are all over the place. Like you kind of never know what you're going to get. They're either going to be they're, they're either, all the same. What are you talking about? No, but I mean, like some of them aren't great. You know, well, to me, the last really bad Marvel movie was a long time ago. Like kind of what you just to echo what you're saying. They're right now they're all pretty much like average above average or really good like i didn't like the only ones i remember like really not liking was like the first iron man i thought was boring the first captain america was and i thought the first captain america was also really boring but a lot of that had to do with the fact that like i have a major crush on natalie dormer and i thought that she was going to be in the movie because they marketed her as being in the movie and then she's in fucking Two seconds of a scene in the friggin' archives. I was really pissed about it. I still am. It's been years. Yeah. So we're 15 minutes in, but uh, <laughs> our expectation is we're excited and intrigued because Sam Raimi in horror. <laughs> right? Is that about right? Yeah. Have I summed it up? Mm-hmm. All right, let's go watch the movie. <laughs> Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, released in 2022, currently in theaters. Directed by Sam Raimi, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, Elizabeth Olsen, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Benedict Wong, Sochil Gomez, and Rachel McAdams. Doctor Strange casts a forbidden spell that opens a portal to the multiverse. However, a threat emerges that may be too big for his team to handle. So we literally just got home. From a crowded theater where we saw Doctor Strange Packed in theater. the Multiverse of Madness. Sure. Packed theater. Shoulder to shoulder. Let me tell you, I didn't miss that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, no, so one of Nicole's pet peeves, as I think is both of our pet peeves, is people talking, doing a movie. And of course, in this movie theater, there were a lot of kids there tonight, kids like teenagers. And he, Nicole kept turning around and grilling this kid who was talking the whole movie every time something happened. I really oh, thought he was oh, an old lady. It? He kind of sounded like an old lady. <laughs> I really thought he was an old lady. Yeah. And then when I turned around at the end of the movie and saw what he looked like, I was like, oh, you're not. I thought you were like... A grown-ass person? Yeah. Yeah, no. Like with like clear glasses and like an oversized crew neck sweatshirt that had, had like a, very a cat specific print on the front. Head. Like, yeah, I just that's, no. It's that's worse if they're an adult. If they're was. kids in a Marvel movie, it's like not like we give them a pass, but it's it's less of a big deal. And he was he would he was doing more the thing where it's not like he was talking throughout. He would react audibly and then discuss his reaction with his buddy. Yes. for like for like thirty seconds every time, and you're like, Jesus Christ, bro. Anyway, so what did you think? I don't know what I think. It was like, I mean, I guess we said this in expectations. It's definitely different than the previous Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't agree with that, but. I mean, the, the, the basic cookie cutter plot stuff was there, but I mean, like the, the tone, I the don't know. The tone was exactly the same. You the think? The plot was exactly the same. There were zombies in it. Like, that was the only thing that was different. There was like. <laughs> there were zombies, yeah. There were like soul capes. It was, soul capes, Yes. It was so dumb. <laughs> it was okay, the so dumbest MCU movie I've had to sit through. Ant-Man? Yet. All right. So Ant-Man I didn't sit through because I got I got an hour in and realized that there were like still like two hours left <laughs> and like it was all about ants. And I was just like, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. When he starts training the ants, you're like, you, that's when you threw in the towel. Well, because he's training the ants and you paused it for some reason. And the, literally there was another hour and a half left. And I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought we were like nearing the end, but we've only just gotten started. There's a whole movie left to this movie and I can't do it. Yeah. Uh, this one I did not feel like walking out, but um, I did not like it like at all. I thought it was. I thought there were elements of it that were incredibly stupid. Um, like what? The spoilers, s- by the way. We're probably going to run into some spoilers here. So, oh, like, so I'm sorry, but there's going to be so there's going to be so many. Yeah. First of all, like there are so many moments that I thought were supposed to be that I think that the the filmmakers were trying to make like profound or good story points that the entire audience just like laughed at like strange starting the illuminati in like a different universe yep um with See, I, don't, I don't i don't know if they were trying to be serious because his next line is the illuminati like there's almost and again knowing it's directed by some sam rammy there's almost like a tongue-in-cheek campiness to his movies like that's the intentional feel but yes there was there were, there were a couple of times where the audience like had snickered out loud when like i'm like ooh, i think that was supposed to be a serious line i don't know there there's a series of cameos a series of very serious cameos yes. where you and the expectations told me that there were not going to be any um, yeah that's what i heard i don't want to spoil who they are well, they're, they're not cameos from the mcu really they're like other yeah, super one of them is one of them is but they're not cameos of a they're not avenger cameos one of them is you're not gonna count peggy carter as like an avenger cameo she's not an avenger but she's in the first yeah but i i I mean like it wasn't like thor showed up or hulk or you know like when you watch ragnarok and hulk shows up like 
you know, it was. I don't want to ruin it for people, but there were there were cameos of superheroes that we haven't been really introduced to yet in, in the MCU. Of course, and some that we have. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which God, I want to discuss that so bad, but I don't want to ruin it for anybody. I feel. I, Let's discuss that at the end, at okay. the very very end. Okay. And then, like, if you like. Please, what else didn't you like? What else didn't you like? If you've not seen it, shut it off when we discuss it. Yeah, we'll give you a nice big warning. <clears throat> um, I didn't like. I didn't like anything. I really didn't. That's not true. I I apologize. I am lying. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen was incredible. Yeah, of course, as always, she is so good. She was so good as the Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. She plays a great villain. Mm-hmm. Um, Spoilers: She's a villain in this. Kind of. She. Yeah. I mean, it picks up like. The first 20 right. minutes, she's the villain. Yeah. yeah. It picks up where WandaVision leaves off. Like, it's, you know. Yeah, you probably have to watch WandaVision more than No Way Home and Spider-Man. This You you pretty much have to watch Wanda, WandaVision to get the full grasp of this film. Yeah. So if you haven't seen that yet, watch that. You really don't have to watch the other MCU shows. She went from filming WandaVision. She had a two-day break. Really? She went from filming WandaVision to filming this film. Wow. No. I didn't realize this was filmed that long ago. Yeah, it's had several delays due to COVID. It had it, so it originally had the same director that the first one had, hmm. um, but then he left the project over creative differences. Uh, and at that point, they hired Sam Raimi. Although Ari Aster was mm-hmm. one of the directors Ooh. in consideration, Mike Flanagan and Jennifer Kent um, were all in the running. Ari Aster would have been interesting. I know, right? He did Midsummer, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. Sam Raimi has said that he was relieved that there were COVID delays because he felt like he was being rushed otherwise. Hmm. Um, but yeah, this this had, has been a long time coming. Yeah. I mean, friggin' yeah. Olive and her jingly jangly collar. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't think it was it was a great MCU movie. To me, it was at its best when it was just fully leaned into what it wanted to be. Like the first act to me was like kind of lame, a little boring. When she dream travels or whatever it is and is chasing them straight up, like from the movie Carrie style throughout this alternate universe and she's fighting these alternate Avengers. She being the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. That whole sequence, I, that's the only time I would say in the film I was not, I was, I guess I was on the edge of my seat but I was like really interested in the action. The rest of the movie was kind of like just kind of watching, the, even the big monster fight in the beginning I wasn't like really into. It was like kind of like wacky but like when she's all covered in blood, chasing them, again, a little spoiler here, she fights like a different version of the Avengers, the Illuminati in this alternate universe, and you know as an audience that these guys are alternate versions, so I just knew I'm like, they're all expendable, so I'm willing to bet we're going to see the Scarlet Witch just murder Avengers for the next 10 minutes, and that's kind of what you see, and it was like, kind of like a fun little detour you know, they got to essentially Sam Raimi got to like murder Avengers on screen. Um, so that whole sequence I really liked, chasing through the tunnel, all that I really liked. Um, what you really liked? Yeah, I enjoyed For that. Real? I enjoyed that part. I like, did. 
disagree. But, like, disagree I mean, you could disagree all of it. It was like a ho- it was a, about. I like that you like didn't. it was a, fil- a movie that was like playing at being a horror film. Yes, it was so horrible. Yeah, well, I think I think that's what that's what split the fan base. You know, I think it's happening in real time between you and me. Mm-hmm. I think what this movie was was bad. <laughs> it wasn't great, <laughs> but if you take it for what it is, which is. You, they gave a horror movie director, obviously if they wanted to cast Ari Aster as well as a director, they wanted to give a horror movie director the MCU for one film. And essentially what Sam Raimi did was take a lot of horror film tropes and just cram them into cram a movie them where into they an didn't MCU movie. So if you just go into it knowing that's what you're going to see, like if you're a horror fan who's also a comic book fan, this is probably going to be not a good movie, but a fun movie. And that's what I, like that's I just chalked it up at one point like at one point in the movie I'm like this isn't going to be Endgame it's not going to be Infinity War it's not going to be Winter Soldier it's not going to be like a great film just you got like kind of I was just I had gotten the mindset about halfway through where I'm like I'm just going to sit here and like absorb this and be entertained I really hated this I I can tell all I'm saying is there are so, like 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 what was the uh, Big Trouble in Little China. You have to go into that movie, which I didn't. It took me time watching that film to understand what Carpenter was doing. Now, I don't think that Sam Raimi did it at the same level. You know, Carpenter was making fun of a genre. I'm just saying that, Raimi like, did it at no level. He hasn't made into film in nine years. Sam Raimi? Yeah. Yeah, probably not. That's crazy. Why? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, the, I thought he stepped away for a little Oz while. Oz film was his last one. Um, all I'm saying, again, Oz Nicole jumping to conclusions, all I'm saying... I'm not jumping to any conclusions. I literally just said how I only enjoyed like 15 minutes of this film. I'm not sitting here being like, it was a great movie, great no, horror movie. Okay. I'm not. Okay. I'm just saying okay. that for people listening that haven't seen it, don't go expecting a phenomenal MCU film. Mm-hmm. Go expecting to see, you know, jump scares and bloody chases and... And literal zombies. And like when he makes the, what are they, the ghouls into a cape? That was the worst. (laughs) That was the worst. He like dream walks into his own corpse from another universe's Steven's corpse. And then the souls of the dead come and he like takes the souls of the dead and turns them into a cape that fly him. But the whole time they're like making like these, like not even zombie sounds, but these like, re- like dude, bro zombie. Like, no. Really so, weird. so, so again, you, you haven't seen the original evil deads, right? No. Okay. So that, those ghouls are in the noises they were making are in like every Sam Raimi movie. They're like a thing he does, where they're like, the, it's almost like a woman voicing the ghouls, like, oh, you, I will get you, Doctor Strange. Like, that weird voice is in like every Sam Raimi movie. And usually it's some sort of creature like that. Like, they're almost like goofy Dark Souls. Have I ever seen a Sam Raimi movie? I don't know if you have, based on your reaction to this film. Because I just, I think it's so bad. You saw Drag Me to Hell, right? Did I? Is yeah. that with J-Lo? N- no. Nope, <laughs> not even. What's the close. one with what's the one with Jennifer Lopez? That's like actually really good, where she like goes through all like the rooms. The serial killer one, where she goes in the mind of the serial killer. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's not Sam Raimi. I mean, that's a good movie though. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, drag me to hell. 
I think we watched that with my family on like Christmas, which is a really weird movie to watch. Allison Lohman and Justin Long. I don't think I've seen this movie. No. Again, I, it's know. like a really. But Spider Man, he did which ones? The oh, original, the, 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 the Tobey Maguire ones. So he, I've seen those. Yeah. I like those. Yeah. A lot. Those are not very. And uh, that is it. That's all I've seen. <laughs> yeah. So again, I'm just saying that they are, like I said, the expectations. He's a B-rate horror movie person, and that's what this movie was. The problem I have with it that makes it not good is that you could do that and also make a, have a really good story. And I feel like this movie didn't have a plot. Like I kept waiting. The fact they introduced her as a villain so early, I was waiting for like, oh, there's another big bad behind the curtain, or I was waiting for that. That would have been the typical Marvel twist. At the end, there's some other being, or or she's being duped or controlled somehow. And really, the whole movie, like for what, almost two hours, they introduce her as the villain, and for two hours, they're just trying to stop the Scarlet Witch, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the whole plot. Mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch wants to get a multi-dimensional superhero's power so she can travel and have kids and Doctor Strange has to stop her for two hours, you know? And he, like, even Strange doesn't have much of an arc in this film at all. Like, in the first Strange movie, he kind of does. He goes from being a huge asshole to, like, a superhero mentality. But this, like... He's the best of all of the Stranges because he, like, has a heart or something. And the little girl is like, I'm glad I fell into your universe. And I feel bad bashing her, but not only was the girl bad as an actor, her character was really like almost just purely a plot device. Right? Yeah. Like that's where this movie to me is disappointing is I really, I really enjoyed the horror elements, but for there to be no substance behind it. Like, part of me cared that the girl would die if she took her powers, but, like, not so much where I was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Yeah, it was, she was, she existed solely to be like, this Doctor Strange is different. He cares about kids. Yeah. Like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Because all of the other multiverse Doctor Stranges are, like, super ambitious and selfish. Well, not even selfish, but they're willing to sacrifice things for, quote, unquote, the greater good, right? The movie opens with that, with that one, one. That one Doctor Strange in the beginning, that's a callback to No Way Home. Doctor Strange says in the beginning a different version of him, like, this sacrifice is part of the calculus of the multiverse or something. That's a direct quote from No Way Home that he says at the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. So it's this concept that Doctor Strange is willing to do borderline bad things for the greater good. And in this movie, again, spoilers, at the end, he decides not to do that. You know? Yeah. I did like the Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch's character, maybe to her credit, was the best part of the it's film. Ju- I mean, it's just because Elizabeth Olsen is friggin' incredible. Yeah. Like, I, I guess my complaint would be she was incredible. Having watched WandaVision, I was like, did she learn nothing from the one? Like, her character... No, but what she learns in the end of that, when she gets the... I forget what the book is called. The Dark, the dark Way book. or yeah. Dark something... She learns at the end of that that she's a Scarlet Witch and she's supposed – and, like, you're – are you kind of left – I'm trying to remember exactly what it is. But you're kind of left with her – She's, like, in that house at the end of the WandaVision. Like – Like, levitating, but she has a different version of herself, like, out and about. 
Yeah. She, you know at the end of Wise and Vision. And she's reading the book, yes. which is a book that corrupts your soul. Yes. So this is where she ended up. So she's, you know, obsessed with the fact that, like, even if, if I, like, conjured our two kids, mm-hmm. but lived with them like they were real. Yeah. Like, what would you do? No, yeah. Like, so I guess her arc spans with the show and this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It's okay. It doesn't make much sense, I think, without the show, which in my opinion, sucks. I, yeah. I don't like that they do that. Um, your movie should stand alone or not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I it think can, it's fair. It can call back to certain things. Like, that's always fun. But if you have to have watched 14 movies and three TV shows in order to understand what's going on... Well, you really only had to watch WandaVision to know what was going on in this film. But even that, you say, well, we have to watch a miniseries to watch this movie is... Yeah. On one hand, kind of neat because it makes you go through different mediums in the universe. But on the other hand, it's like, I, w- I agree with you. Like, why or not just make, make it a sequel to WandaVision? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. What are you going to give it? Two and a half to three. I'm torn. I enjoyed the horror elements of it. So, like, I really like that whole sequence when she's, date- she's dream walking. So, I just thought it was, it fell so flat. Yeah, but it was. It fell flat because it was kind of. I don't know. I'm talking myself out of the three star. It fell flat ultimately because there was no deeper meaning to anything in this movie. Really, they tried, but boy, it's some of the some of the dialogue was really bad. Yeah. Especially when he's walking with the girl through the first universe they go to, and he's like, "You can." He says something really bad, like "You can be different," or "You didn't mean it." And I'm like, "Oh God, this dialogue is brutal." Oh, when she sees that. She's, she sees that she um she accidentally teleported her parents to a different yeah. universe. And he's like you'll you know they sur- they may have survived. You're their daughter. Yeah, and you're survivors. Um, I was like, "Oh god, which, no." Which by the way, this movie Saudi Arabia apparently like asked for Disney or Marvel Studios to remove the lesbian mom scene. Yeah. Um in order for it to be and shown they said there. No, and they right? they, they and refused. They yeah. Mm. Um I also don't think this is being shown in China, which is, I think it's among a handful of MCU that hasn't been shown there. I would give, so I guess two and a half stars. Two for me. See, we're not that far off. No, we're not. That's why he jumped down my throat before because I said I liked one part of the movie. You said you really liked. One part of the movie. Correct. It's crazy. It's crazy. I enjoyed that. I like watching Scarlet Witch hunt down people and murder them in weirdly Scarlet Witchy Ways. <laughs> I go watch that on loop. Okay. The Illuminati spoilers. Yes. So Illuminati spoilers, if you don't want to know the cameos and that type of stuff, stop this now. Okay. So <laughs> thoughts on Professor X being in this movie. What a travesty. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because, like, so I love the X-Men films. Mm-hmm. And when Professor X dies... When Phoenix kills Professor X, it was, like, such an emotional moment, like, for myself. I think I was in the theater with my sister. Um, There was, like, this little kid in the theater who, like, went, Professor X! And, like, just, like, spoke the emotions of all of us, this, this child. And so, like, I don't know. He's such a great character. And for him to be brought back this way in this movie... 
Yeah, but I think... It was just like it does no justice to that actor, to that character. Yeah, but I think I think that's kind of where you and I differ for this, this movie. It's where our big disagreement is. To me, they're all throwaway characters in that moment. Yeah, but Professor X should not be a throwaway character is what I'm saying. But he is because he's not the Professor X that we know. Yeah, but they want – but they're building on that Professor X. doesn't matter. They're bringing in that cameo because he's Professor X. It doesn't matter if he's not the real Professor X. I know, but to me, I don't think it's a travesty because when they all came on, when he came on, when John Krasinski as – Mr. Fantastic Fantastic Four came on when Black What's-Her-Face came on. Um, Marvel. Marvel. When Peggy Carter came on as, as Captain British or whatever the heck she was. When the weird sound guy came on. Like, and when they came on screen, I was like, they're all going to die. They're all going to die. And that's why I'm like, it's not a travesty. It'd be a travesty if they brought him on, like, the next Avengers and killed him that way. Because you'd be like, what the fuck? You bring him on for 15 minutes, you kill him? He could come back in the next movie. So, like, what's the travesty there? The travesty is to have included him at all. Yeah, it's a cheap, it's a tree, it's, it's a cheap cameo on their part. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I have no problem. He with doesn't deserve. No, I don't have a problem with it. I have a major problem with it. So, what do you think about John Krasinski? That it was, it was st- all stupid. <laughs> like, I can't not say that word anymore. It was all really dumb. The only person I liked really, well, Marvel was okay, but I liked seeing Peggy Carter again as mm. like, like that kind of did justice to the character a little bit, like that she's now like a captain, yeah. whatever. Um, but the rest of it was just dumb, except for the sound guy like blowing up his own brain. That was pretty funny. Yeah. That was my second favorite part of the whole film. <laughs> what was your first favorite part of the whole movie? WandaVision. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, so you, th- I mean, they were, it was just pure fan service. Yeah. Um, and the, it just bothers me. It bothers me because I think he's you, just a better character than that. He's got a better legacy than that. Well, yeah. And, and you know what bothered me wasn't his, it was that I, it would have been nice. I guess you're, you're convinced me yet again. It would have been nice for him. You know how he finds, he goes into her mind. And he finds Wanda like under rubble, essentially saying like the real good Wanda is still in there. It would have been nice if Professor X's discovery of that and ultimate sacrifice of finding Wanda in her mind helped save Wanda. You know what I mean? It would have made Professor X in the movie more important and more of the hero that Professor X is. Instead, he sees Wanda, let me get you out, and then he gets his neck snapped, and that's the end of it. Especially because that scene is a callback to him and Phoenix. Mm, yep. And it's just, it's just, it was just so bad and it did the character no justice and it was just, like you're saying, fan service and I, I, I hated it. I love, prof- I love X-Men, I love Professor X and like, you know, like Logan did it right, like, right? Like, mm-hmm, is it, mm-hmm. was Logan supposed to be sort of like this alternate universe where X isn't dead and, or does it happen sometime in the future? It happens in the future. But that was the most. That was the, that. Those were the cameos. The Illuminati were the cameos, right? We're not missing any. I mean, Rachel McAdams was pretty good too, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think she's kind of like throwaway. Yeah, like I like I said, they took a Marvel movie, gave it to Sam Raimi, and just said, "Hey, can you make us a horror version of this?" And and he did, but he didn't do anything else. Speaking of the multiverse, like, do you think? Not like I get nervous, but like 
I feel like the multiverse storyline can only go so long before like it becomes one giant eye roll by the audience. You know what I mean? So they did it in Loki. They're doing it in this. They- well, I'm hoping that they finally eventually get to where Loki is. Do yeah, you know maybe. what I mean? Like what maybe. what happens in the world when the timeline set up screwed to set up what happens? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, maybe. In Loki, like, that would be interesting to me. But if we're just going to, like, Can one, like, I feel like they stole it from Into the Spider-Verse. Which is the best like, multiverse I, movie. I, like, yeah. I thought that that was incredibly, in- incredible and incredibly unique. And now it just feels like Marvel has, like, glommed on to, like, oh, people like the multiverse. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep doing it yeah. over and over That's and over I mean. again. That's what I mean. It's going to get to a point where we're just going to be like, can we just go back to, like, It's already villains? there for me. I know. I'm, I'm kind of... Plus, No Way Home was the same way. Like, at what point do we just go, can we go back to normal villains and superheroes, good versus evil. Like, I think that's why the Thor movies are kind of nice. Like, it's just, like, Thor battling aliens. Like, just show me that. Show me a good version of that. You know what I mean? This thing, like, because then there's, then it's like what you always say about the timey-wimey time travel stuff. Then you start getting, you start accidentally violating your own rules you've created in yeah. your universe. And it's like, well, how come none of Loki shit mattered in this one? Shouldn't it have mattered? Like, how come, you know what I mean? Like, Well, but you're not there yet in the, you're just not there yet. Mm. Because they're like way in the future and they've plucked Loki out of his timeline. Yeah. So... If they're going to get there, they better get there quick because I'm not going to sit here. I'm not. What's the next Marvel movie to come out? Do you have any idea? I don't know. No, I have no. Oh, look, Thor. But I don't think oh. Thor has anything to do with. Multiverse stuff. The multiverse. But I guess we'll see. I'm excited for Thor. Yeah. Natalie right. Portman looks jacked and hot. So. Yeah, when doesn't she? All right. Well. If... Good night. Yeah. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I mean, good night. Thanks for listening. Please take a minute, everybody, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or whatever you're listening to us on, and make sure you leave us a rating. The ratings and subscriptions help us earn our film critic stripes. So please do it. Tell your friends about us. Tell everybody. Rate, review, subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at KidGoesDownPod, Instagram at AfterTheKidGoesDown, and we're both on Letterboxd under Nicole underscore ATKGD and Matt underscore ATKGD. We post everything we review there and a bunch of movie lists. After the Kid Goes Down is brought to you by Matt and Nicole. Research by Ariana Gracia. Music and editing by Kate Falconer. Produced by Matt Robinson and Nicole Robinson. Associate producer, Kate Falconer.